You just got to try harder not to suck. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Welcome back. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted to be with you. Normally, we have national security expert John Guandolo. I'm going to give him a break, though. Guy should be on his honeymoon. Uh, So why would he want to call me? (laughs) I mean, duh. So we're going to have him next week. But, you know, I was thinking during the commercial break, and I think this is a reasonable conversation. If we go back to what CNN told us at the very beginning of the program, hour number one. Yes, The majority of people polled by CNN say they believe Joe Biden was involved with Hunter's crap. Look, you've got to be a moron or a member of the Biden family to report otherwise. It's just a fact. The thing that scares me is there's like 35% of Democrats who are completely incapable of seeing everything that's going on. Even when it impacts them. Because all of this impacts them. It's bad enough that that we know this uniparty globalist machination of suck wants to break us They want to bankrupt you. See, it's not just us. It's not just MAGA. Because when MAGA falls, everybody falls. And all of these clone troopers on the left who believe that they've been dutiful little soldiers and they've been fed the Kool-Aid, they've been drinking the Kool-Aid, they've been pushing the Kool-Aid, and then they realize, oh, snap, I'm being led to slaughter. And we're in the shoot with them going, we told you so, morons. At that point, it's too late. But these people will ultimately have that wake-up call when we lose everything if that happens. Think about what they're doing with all of these defendants, including Donald Trump. Using the government, which we fund, to go on this crazy hunt to drag through the process of justice 
which has been corrupted, obviously, to bankrupt, to destroy, to drop to the knees anyone unwilling to get in line. How does Enrique Tario defend himself? How do you, as an average person, and we all are, after all, how do you defend yourself monetarily when lawyers are wicked pricey, when the government using your money comes at you to bankrupt, bankrupt you? What do you do? That's just one echelon of dirty and hateful and twisted and awful. And then there's the economic blow to you on every, every single day. Because we all feel it every single day. There was some oil refinery or some issue going on in the Midwest, right? And so this, this refinery is offline. For whomever, what, what time, I don't know what the parameter is. I don't know what happened. But of course, my tinfoil hat tells me, you know what? We've got a lot of strange food and other manufacturing issues. We've got things going on interrupting the flow of things that we need. Whether it's an entire chicken farm that goes up in flames or it's the egg plant that goes up in flames or it's a toxic train derailment that toasts acres of farmland or it's the most fertile beautiful place on on the planet earth in hawaii that gets absolutely incinerated all of these things that happen in concert and you're like wait a minute we didn't have these problems several years ago why is this happening now and so now the people who drive in the midwest they're going to see their gas prices go through the roof. And we're told that still 39% of people think that Joe Biden's doing a good job. Are you out of your mind? Do you think it's good that Biden has just canceled the remaining Anwar oil and gas leases? Do you see what they're trying to do? They're, they're foisting upon you an unaffordable, unsurvivable, un-American new story this is the new world now you're either down with it and you help us do it or we're going to come after you we're going to make up evidence we're going to withhold evidence that could help you we're going to have judges who are corrupt because they're in on it too and we're going to throw you away after of course that pre-dawn raid where we paraded you out of your house in your underwear for something that happened in a zip code where you weren't physically. And then we're going to go back into the Constitution and we're going to manipulate words. We're going to create new meanings for things like seditious conspiracy and insurrection, the same way we created new words and definitions for things like women. Our woman isn't a woman anymore. We're going to manipulate that to change, change everything, to introduce into this next chapter of American history a psychosis, a mental illness. And anybody who's down with the whole trans thing, especially in regard to children, you have a mental defect. Sorry. This is why there are therapists. I suggest you find one. Because it's not normal to proactively suggest that a seven-year-old child has his penis removed. Period. We're going to redefine these words. We're going to redefine the word inflation. Inflation. 
We're going to redefine the word transitory. We're going to redefine the word vaccine. We're going to twist and we're going to manipulate and we're going to do everything that we can. So that in every aspect of your life, things either become so inconvenient. Think of all the stupid roundabouts in my neighborhood. The stupid bike lanes for the five people a year who ride the bike down the street in my neighborhood, right? I live in the fourth cloudiest city in the country. And our past and current mayors fall over themselves for bike lanes. Don't worry that everybody's inconvenienced. Don't worry about the many and the traffic jams and all that. The 17 people this month who want to ride their stupid bikes, well, now they can do that. Excellent. You don't think this is all purposeful? Did you guys hear that in my state, the land before time, which is why I call it that, our governor, Josh Shapiro, who sucks, has decided to back a third-party candidate for a Philadelphia council seat? Corrupt as nuts zip code. Corruptio, corruptio placenta. That's what it is. And this person is a Democrat socialist? Part of the Democrat socialists of America? What? What? That in my county, in Pittsburgh, second corrupt as balls county in in Pennsylvania, we have a county executive who is a self-avowed socialist. That's not happening. No. No. It's just some oil and gas leases. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, it was just, you know, the train was going too fast or something happened and it just spilled. Yeah, we'll get that cleaned up. Oh, it's just transitory. It's just, it, it's just for right now. I, I know. It's just one shot. It's just, two, it's two shots. But it, look, it's, it's a booster, okay? And the booster is going to help do with the first two. It's a, it's a fifth booster. But if you got up until four, why wouldn't you take five? Because, I mean, seriously, who knows what cold and flu season is going to bring. It's just a mask in school. It's just kids, right? It's just our kids. I mean, and fifth graders. I mean, KN95 masks, everybody should have. It's just a mask. We just want to flatten the curve, right? We just want to flat. We just bring it down just a little time transitory. It's just a little uptick in inflation. It's really not a big deal, it's, right? It's going to come down. It's not, it's not forever. Look, it's your gas stove. I mean, how big a deal is it? It's just your stove. It's your stove. And your stove is causing asthma in black kids. Seriously, that's what they say. That's, it's just your stove. Look, it's a ceiling fan. Right? It's your car. It's your mortgage. It's the price of milk. It's your freedom. It's your right to be a parent. It's a damn book. It's just a ballot. It's just a signature. Once it's a signature. Look, it's a it's a time stamp. We don't need to work. There are bigger things for us to this time stamp. You hear it. You see it. Connect the dots. They're desperate for you to be too busy to connect the dots. Because anybody reasonable who connect the dots can see the picture. It's so clear. And the only thing that's in the way of them publishing this new story for America is us. 
Quick time out. I almost choked when I saw something about the real estate industry. Why is nobody selling their house? Why is nobody buying? Because that's all part of it. Wait for it next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. How do they break you? How do they break you? They break you emotionally. They break you physically. They break you financially. The financial part is the one. How do they do that? They price you out of being able to own anything because the point is to get you all in some kind of a smart city, some kind of place that they had envisioned fantastically for Lahaina, some place that they've already gobbled up hundreds of acres of farmland, thousands of acres of land in Northern California, the Silicon Valley 1% wackos, because they have this delusion of putting us all in our own little cattle chute where we're processed, right? Led to slaughter, essentially. That's how they view you. They don't view you as owning anything. That is one of the key tenets of socialism, right? Well, why work hard when everybody's got the same stuff? Then you got lower the bar. Everybody's the same color of mediocrity, right? Why try? Why try to be extraordinary? Why dream? Don't work hard. We'll give you what you need. That's the basic ideology that the left has embraced for years. It's socialism. It's Socialism sucks, period. This headline, welcome to the real estate industry apocalypse. The number one thing most people have, the most valuable asset they have, their homes. One of the most triumphant days in your life, the day you pay it off. We are pricing not just our children out of the American dream. Listen to this. Higher interest rates absolutely strangling the real estate industry, and there is no relief in sight. Why do we have those? Oh, I don't know. Because you idiots voted to pass trillions of dollars of spending that we don't have. Period. And all of us were saying, don't vote for that. That's a terrible deal. And then they took photo off. Oh, look at us. Free money. Uh Uh-huh. The sudden shift from a very low interest rate environment to a much higher interest rate environment has totally paralyzed sales very few homeowners that are currently locked into a mortgage at a low interest rate want to sell because buying a home to replace the one that they're selling would mean taking on a mortgage at a much higher rate of interest and millions of potential home buyers have been chased out of the market because of the exceedingly high mortgage payments that they would be facing if they pulled the trigger on a purchase right now this is going to get you So sales of previously owned homes have dropped by more than 32% over the past two years. In other words, about one third of the entire previously owned home market has already been wiped out. When home sales crash, everybody who works in the real estate industry suffers. And it turns out that home purchases by investors are falling at an even faster rate. 45% drop in home purchases in 2023. That's bigger than 08. That means home sales are now down 31% in 2023. Without transactions, think about so many of these jobs that are commission-oriented. The ripple effect, right? It's like when you burn down a farm, you just don't burn the land. You take the feed away from the livestock you take the livestock 
away from the processor. You take the meat away from the grocery store. The ripple effect is staggering. You take away the money, the people who sell the feed. Mm -hmm. All of it. Think about that. Real estate agents, mortgage brokers, the title insurance, home inspectors, all of this. I know where I live, radon is a big problem. So you have to have some guy come in with the radon detector, blah, 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 all of these things. People who assess the value, inspe- all of this stuff, right? That's stunning. 45%. That's how much investor purchases of homes have fallen since just last year as of the second quarter. This is from Redfin. Investors, just like private buyers, know that this is the wrong time to buy a home. We have a major crisis on our hands, and it is not going away any time soon. This is, of course, purposeful. This is in the table of contents in the left's playbook, How to Destroy America, Destroy the Dreams, the one thing that you reach for, whether you're married or not, your space, your sanctity, your money, yours. It's all connected. It's all disgraceful. And it's undeniable. And to hear Janet Yellen say, lie to MSNBC or CNN, I forget which hack network it was, that actually seven in 10 Americans are pretty comfortable with their financial environment right now. They're feeling good about where they are. Really? These are the characters in America's news story. We fundamentally push back on those. Uh, I have a good news story that I think is phenomenal. It's tied into 9-11. It's a, it's a flight attendant, a former flight attendant, seeing an opportunity to raise awareness about something very special. And he's on the road. He's going to call in. You're going to love it. It is next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. It's my favorite time of the day, especially when we get to have a live interview for the Good News segment. I think this is a story that is going to touch your soul. You know the drill. I need some good I love this headline. I got this from the Williamsport Sun Gazette after Wendy Bell Radio listener clued me in on it. And this is the title. It says, ex-flight attendant pushes beverage cart to Shanksville to honor the Flight 93 crew. And I said, what? Hey, Paulie. Paulie, are you there? Hey, I'm good. You guys are listening to Paul Veneto. He is this mastermind behind this idea to push a beverage cart that you would get on an airplane. 300, is it 300 miles, Paulie? It's 300 miles, and I think I got about, uh, I want to say about 12 miles left before I get there. You have 10? My last, my last mountain right now. Oh, my heavens. So where did you start and you're ending up at the Flight 93 Memorial? Yeah, I started at North Airport, August 14th, and I've been pushing every day since. I've come in there Monday morning. So, 
Why, why are you? Hey, Paul, why are you doing this? This is such a beautiful reason. It's such a beautiful reason why on Monday is the, is the 22nd anniversary of that god-awful day. And, and you, as a former flight attendant, you, want, you wanted to do something special. Well, I wanted to do something that nobody ever did. So it was very tension nationally. So all these crew members on those airplanes and their relatives that were left behind were here at Demolis in this country. And we recognize your family member as an American hero because they were the first first responders at 9 11. They went hand to hand combat at 8 o'clock in the morning. And I didn't feel like they got the justice they really deserved under the conditions they, they were under. So, you know, I flew for 10 million years myself. And, uh, and, uh, it just bothered me every time we were in the And nobody was recognizing these guys what they were accomplishing. So, I did this two years ago. Lesson for God's will. Every two days. I love this story. Brock, can you tell me? Can you hear him well enough? Is the audio good enough? Because I'm struggling hearing him. Brock, you tell me. I can hear now. Yeah, I, yeah, it was just hard there for a while to hear you, and I and I want to make sure people can listen to your heart because when, I'm pushing up a mountain right now. That's why it's bad Tell me. Guys, guys. I, I, I want to stop. I want to stop here real fast, Paul, because I, I want to be able to give some of the backstory. And I know. See, so he's pushing one of these be- beverage carts that bonk your elbow whenever you're on the airplane, you know. And he decided that because the flight attendants on board those four aircraft, uh, including Flight 93, uh, paid the ultimate price for for doing their jobs and, and their jobs. They were America's first responders that day that he's going to push this beverage cart. It has all four of the flight numbers on it, 173, 93, 77, and 11. And it's got the times in which they hit their ultimate resting place. And along the way, pauliespush.com is raising awareness of so much. Now, Polly, you've gotten some people, I'm sure, along the way who've touched your heart. Tell me a story of something that's happened to you on this journey to raise awareness about what happened to the flight attendants that day, too. What what has happened to you that has touched your soul? I'm the I'm yeah, I'm so sorry, you guys. I can't hear him, and I'm not going to make you go through this. So let me let me do this. As Brock takes the phone and, and tells him, I'm sorry that we can't hear him. I want to read you this beautiful story, okay? And this is how it goes, and it's a beautiful picture of, of Paul. And he's wearing a shirt, um, and it says Miracle on it. And his shorts have an American flag embroidered into them. And this is the story. It says, instead of soaring above the clouds at several hundred miles per hour, he plods along on the ground. The roar of jet engines replaced by the rattle of a metal beverage cart rolling over bumpy roads, 300 miles of them. Through cities, small towns, and vast, empty rural areas, Paul Veneto travels step by step, yard by yard, and mile by mile to make a point. 
The four flight crews who came under attack on September 11th, 2001, were that terrible day's first victims of terror. In Veneto's estimation, they were too quickly forgotten. And this is why the retired United Airlines flight attendant is crisscrossing Pennsylvania on his third journey to pay tribute to all the flight crews lost that day. His first trek from Logan International Airport to Ground Zero, where the Twin Towers once stood, took place on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. In an interview during a pit stop at a Dunkin' Donuts in Lemoyne, Paul said he got the idea for the beverage cart tribute way back on the terror strike's first anniversary. That's when he first sensed that the story of the flight attendants, the beginning of the tragedy, was already being lost. It took him 20 years and his retirement for the Boston-based former flight attendant to finally pull it off. His beverage cart track has been, become known as Polly's Push. Veneto worked nearly another decade after 9-11. But serving passengers was never the same. He and many of his airline colleagues, traumatized by 9-11, were convinced it was only a matter of time before the terrorists tried it again. Paul said he was ready, too. His eyes roamed the cabin looking for anything, anyone unusual. You couldn't drop a pin on a plane without me knowing it, he said. I was like a cat on that plane. Paul said he almost welcomed another attack. I was waiting every single time I got on a plane. I wanted revenge, he said. But wired and hypervigilant was no way to work or to live. I wasn't too stable, Paul recalled. I don't know how I lasted another 10 years working. At one point, Paul said he reached for prescription painkillers to numb it all away as he plunged into addiction all his plans for the beverage cart tribute seemed to fade away, too. In the end, Paul said he realized painkillers weren't the remedy for his emotional pain. Purpose was. When I got that, that stuff and I finally put it down, I knew I was going to do this. I just knew, he said. A clean and sober Paul phoned up a group of grade school buddies, letting them know the beverage cart tribute was back on just in time for the two-decade anniversary in 2021. Is this for real? Stephen Lynch said, one of Paul's friends from the Boston area. I didn't believe it, he said. These days, Lynch trails behind Paul as he pushes the beverage cart, driving an RV emblazoned with words and images commemorating the four flight crews and Paulie's push to honor them. The RV was donated by one of Paul's many supporters after his first trek, to honor United Flight 175. This maiden voyage was one of the most personal to Paul. As he puts it, he got off the same plane the night before. <sighs> he got off the same plane the night before. The doomed crew, most of whom Paul knew, replaced him the next morning. For the rest of his working life, he kept a collage of their pictures taped to the carry-on bag he rolled through airports before his every trip after retirement it was time to roll his beverage cart for another much deeper reason to remember the crews who went to work like any other day only to have it cost them everything paul says a new generation of flight attendants will never know what it was like in the weeks and the months and the years that followed the trauma of 9 11. the skies were never friendly again Potential terrorists seem to be everywhere and nowhere. 
These days, flight crews seem to have more to fear from unruly passengers and embarrassing social media posts. I understand, he says, these new flight attendants. There's no way they can begin to comprehend it. This week's journey began early this month at Newark Airport, where United Flight 93 originated on that brilliantly blue Tuesday morning. Paul calls it the most challenging trip yet, some 10 minutes longer than last year's 30-mile sojourn from Dulles Airport to the Pentagon to mark American Flight 77. Next year, Paul plans to complete his honoring of the four flight crews with a final trip from Boston to Ground Zero to commemorate American Flight 11. The roads and hills of Pennsylvania are giving the 64-year-old a workout. He's sunburned and peeling. The rattle of the beverage cart vibrates, vibrates up his arms, a feeling that lasts long after he's done pushing for the day. I'm not an athlete, trust me, he says. It's a mental thing. He rolled through Harrisburg Monday, including a stop at the Capitol. He'll push on from Lemoyne bright and early Tuesday. Says he likes to log a dozen miles a day, except for certain des designated rest days. And as he looks ahead to his ex expected arrival at the Flight 93 Memorial near Shanksville in time for yet another somber commemoration of 9-11, Paul said he's ahead of schedule. But his trip is about the journey as much as it is about the destination. The sight of Paul pushing his cart, plus all of the images and the signs emblazoned on the RV that trails along behind him, brings it back for so many of us who live through 9-11. People have been fabulous out here, he said. The people who come out of their homes or drive up beside me or come down their driveways and wait for me, oh, I get emotional. Paul's voice breaks then, and he falls silent. Clearly, his long slog behind the beverage cart isn't the only thing that's draining. And when he finally reaches Shanksville for 9-11, it's the emotional part that will only be beginning. That is America's story. Not what they're trying to tell you it is. That finding purpose and meaning on a mission, a cause, a calling, a love, a fire, a passion. That is the best seller. Period. Quick time out, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere. The worst jokes you'll ever hear. Yeah, there's a reason it's called Bad Joke Friday, right? We don't disappoint. <laughs> I promise. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Man, we need that. Don't we need that? We usually end, uh, the, we start the last segment with that, but we needed that. A little good news, a little bad jokes now. You ready, Brock? Ladies and gentlemen. I just flew in from New York, and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. <laughs> Anywho, welcome to the comedy club. Won't you give it up to Wendy and Brock for Bad Joke Friday? All right. 
right, Dr. Richard Rafferty always gets the first joke. Here you go. Again, the rules of the show. This is the game. You give us the jokes. We do not read them in advance, which adds to the terribleness of it. So here we go. A woman cranky because her husband was late coming home again decided to leave a note saying, I've had enough and have left you. Don't bother coming home. After that, she hid under the bed to see his reaction. After a short while, the husband comes home. She could hear him in the kitchen. Before he comes into the bedroom, she could see him walk towards the dresser and pick up the note. After a few minutes, he wrote something on the note. Then he picked up the phone and called someone. She's finally gone. Yeah, I know about bloody. I know about bloody time. I'm coming to see you. Put on that sexy French nightgown I love. Can't wait to see you. He hung up, grabbed his keys and left. She heard the car drive off. She came out from under the bed, seething with rage. With tears in her eyes, she grabbed the note to see what he wrote. The note said, I can see your feet. We're out of bread. Be back in 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I bought some shoes from a drug dealer. I don't know what he laced them with, but I've been tripping all day. Oh, my gosh. While in the Deep South... I had a supermarket worker where they kept the spaghetti sauce. I don't know what that means. He said, I'll see. Oh, I asked a supermarket worker where they kept the spaghetti sauce. He says, I'll see. Walked away, but never came back. I saw a second supermarket worker as her. She says, I'll see. Walked away, never came back. I got tired of asking, started looking for it myself. I went up and down every aisle and finally found it in aisle C. Oh, boy. That's bad. Uh-huh. A lib walks into a bar for a drink. <laughs> After not being attended to for a while, Lib yells to the bartender, Hey, can I get a drink? Yeah. Bartender pauses and responds, God bless you, child. Be patient. Lib says, What the hell? I want a Cuba Cuba Libre and a shot of sex on the beach now, or I'm calling the manager. Also, I'm expecting a guest that wants a Manhattan and a dirty in and out martini. Bartender walks over to Lib and says, this isn't confession. This is mass. Wow. That's bad. That's that. I tried to sue the airport for misplacing my luggage. I lost my case. (sighs) I'm sorry. Blonde walks into a doctor's office (laughs) with a frog stuck to her forehead. Doctor says, what seems to be the problem? Frog says, I have a blonde stuck to my ass. (laughs) (laughs) it's not even funny but it is is that all yeah that's it i suggested to the national park service that we release clay pigeons back into the wild that that was immediately shot uh, shot down sorry (laughs) our tectonic plates dishwasher safe oh my gosh i don't know but they are perfect for a continental breakfast i told that there's some faulty humor that oh my gosh it went on I, told, I had this pause for a fact. I know, I know. I told a joke during a Zoom meeting. No one laughed. I mean, it turns out I'm not remotely funny. <laughs> <laughs> I got my girlfriend four pregnancy tests. They all came back positive. Oh. Now she's crying. Oh. How are we going to afford four kids? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good joke. I just burned 2,000 calories. That's the last time I leave brownies in the oven while I nap. <laughs> not everyone thinks cleopatra is beautiful but that's how julius sees her 
Why did the student bark every morning when they arrived at school? Because they're the teacher's pet. That's a Bobby joke. Yeah, it is. It is schmobby. My wife found out I was cheating on her, and after she found out the letters I was hiding, she got mad and said she would never play Scrabble with me again. Once upon, <laughs> once upon a time, there was a king who was only 12 inches tall. Terrible king. But he made a great ruler. I know. I think we've heard we that have, one before. I know. I know. Two slices of bread got married. The wedding was amazing until someone decided to toast the bride and groom. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my friend Jack says he can communicate with vegetables. I mean, that's right. Jack and the beans talk. <clears throat> why do women wear C cups? Oh, why? Because they grew out of B cups. Thanks. Well, I, I just read them. That's really dumb. Why should you never brush your teeth with your left hand? Because a toothbrush works better. No, <laughs> nothing? How about this? Why will an app why will Apple never start making cars? They could never support Windows. <laughs> <laughs> and um and this is for you, Brock. What do you call it when two cigars live together? I have no idea. Cohibitation. That is really stupid. Do you know do you get it? Cohiba is a brand of cigar. Wow, is that right? I had no idea that Cohiba well, might know. have been a cigar brand. That's so... Thank God I've got you in my life. <laughs> I thought I already had a husband. Thanks for wow. tuning in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks for being here, everybody. We'll be here on Monday. Join us then and tell. Have a safe, beautiful weekend. Peace.